What's happening, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Christian Hansen Show. I'm Christian Hansen, and this is my podcast. Welcome to it. It is episode 56. Today's guest is Brad Sativa, a Nashville-based comedian, one of the most loved in Nashville. Very funny man, and uh, he was on the show. Great chat. Talked to him yesterday. I'm back, by the way. It's been a few weeks. Took some time to myself. I regroup. You know, clear my mind, get in a better headspace. You know, you know what I mean, right? But uh, I headed down to Nashville. That was fun. Fourth uh, of July weekend, headed down there to go see the Nate Land podcast at Zany's in Nashville, and it was amazing. Uh, you guys remember Aaron Weber, Brian Bates? They were on my show. They're part of Nate Land with Nate Bargatze, uh, three of my favorite comedians. Uh, it was a very, very fun time. I've never been there ever, um, and I didn't know. When they do the live episodes, they each do individual sets, and then they get out and they do their podcast. It was amazing, uh, easily uh, one of the most memorable moments of this year so far for me. Uh, not that far of a drive, only eight hours. You got your music, you're listening to podcasts. It's doable. Uh, it was great, and uh, man, that was such a fun time. I can't wait to get back down there. It's going to be soon. Uh, Not sure when, but it's going to be happening, and it will be happening very soon. But uh, anyways, I'm back, and today's guest is Brad Sativa. Uh, Like I said, one of Nashville's most loved comedians and uh, host of a comedy showcase, actually, that uh, takes place at one of the premier clubs, that being Zany's Nashville. Uh, His showcase is called Brunch of Laughs. He showcases a lot of the local comedians, comedians passing through, just a great showcase in general, and uh, Brad hosted. it. Brad was also recently voted in the top three uh, best comedians in Nashville scenes, best of Nashville 2020. Brad also has a comedy record out as well, available on all streaming platforms titled Petty. Be sure to check it out. Uh, also, guys, this episode, it's available in video version as well. Uh, last one we did was Nick Hoff. That was in video version. This one with Brad Sativa. That's available on video as well. Just go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, share, and listen, watch, comment, send me emails. Let me know what you think of the show. Give me advice. Let me know what I need to improve on, uh, what's working, and so be it. Also, shoot me an email. Let me know if there's someone you'd love to see on the show. I'll do my best. I'll reach out and I'll try to make it happen. But uh, anyways, without further ado, this is me doing the thing with a very funny man, Brad Sativa. Yeah, man, I uh, I came across you uh, through Aaron, Aaron Weber. You just did a show with him. Where'd you, you guys just did a show where? Uh, in Auburn, Alabama. Auburn, at, uh, Alabama. Yeah. Crown wow. uh, of Comedy is... Uh, the name of the club. Yeah. Now, how uh, how did you two cross paths? Well, uh, me and Aaron actually started around the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we uh, probably like maybe a month apart or something around there. Mm. And so we both uh, start going to the open mics, mm-hmm. you know, since start, start seeing the same faces. We yeah. start hitting multiple, multiple a week. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we both were fortunate that we was, uh, we was funny pretty quick. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not that we were killing, mm-hmm. but able to like figure out what jokes like right. sounded like, like relate to the crowd. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. Now you've been you in Nashville all your life, right? Or are you just based there now? 
I'm based here now. I'm from West Tennessee. I'm Tennessean. West Tennessean. Okay. How far, for context purposes, how far from, from Nashville is that? Okay. So from Nashville, it's about two hours. Oh, uh, from about an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. So was, was the move to Nashville strictly for comedy? No. So, um, like, I'm from the country, country. So, <laughs> uh, so soon as I, I got out of high school, mm. I knew that I wanted to get out of West Tennessee because yeah. it's just small, just I, I didn't have enough options. So I went to uh, Middle Tennessee State University or MTSU. Oh, okay. Yeah. Murfreesboro. And then after I graduated, uh, I was actually doing uh, songwriting and I was working doing like uh, sales, like corporate sales. Oh, wow. So I was doing that for a substantial amount of years mm-hmm. and and I don't know, I got tired of doing that kind of uh, the sales life, corporate America life. Yeah. And, and I quit. And then I started uh, I started bartending and serving because it gave me more freedom and still could get money at a, at a fairly decent rate. Sure. So. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, I'm stuck in that position right now. I'm in a sales job that I hate trying to get out of it. Thing is, man, it's like once you become too comfortable, you have to force yourself to be uncomfortable right away because if you don't, you're stuck. And it takes forever to get out. So I'm, I'm in that spot right now trying to get out. Well, that's good. You end up getting out and you're doing what you're doing. But uh, what was it like growing up back home? What was the family dynamic like? Any brothers or sisters? Uh, so my, I'm, a, I'm my mother's only child. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, and my mom is the youngest out of all her siblings. Mm. So I'm like, I'm the youngest out of all my first cousins. The baby, huh? Uh, yeah, the baby. Because she the baby. And, um, <laughs> and then... From there, uh, I, my dad, he has, I'm, I'm his youngest. Mm-hmm. He has two other that's older than me. Wow. Uh, but me, I said, me and him, our relationship is, it is what it is. Like, I do know him. It's not like he, like, like, like he just fighting. disappeared. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. But uh, just me and him, just like, we just, our thought process and the way we view things is just not, right. not the right. That's good. I mean, it's good to have, I mean, it'd be, it'd be, I don't know. I think it'd be too kind of crazy to have. For anybody to have the same thought process as anyone, I mean, I think everyone should be a free thinker and 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 you know be different, right? Yeah, I think that's what's wrong with people now. Oh, it's weird, uh, man. It's so strange. Everyone tries to conform to this to this mold that we we make up, like the societal mold. Like you have to do this, you have to say this, and you have to say it this way. Or if you don't, this is what's going to happen. It's like what? No, it's never been like that ever. But now it's yeah. now these things like are happening because of, you know, just things change, you know? Yeah. Cause that's, uh, that's kind of my whole thing is that I'm not gonna, like, I'm not somebody with, I would, I'm not like an edge Lord. I'm not one of the people who get off on saying anything or right. whatever, but I don't, I'm not gonna let nobody censor me either. Right. You know, so it's certain words that I might say. And if I say them and the crowd acts a certain way, I'll push back at the crowd mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm going to apologize for some things, because if anyone listens to any of my jokes, none of my jokes are in malice. I talk about all kinds of different issues, yeah. social issues. I talk about uh, man, racial issues. I talk about America issues. Right. I talk about family issues, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is, if you listen to what I'm doing and listen to what I'm saying, you'll mm-hmm. figure out that it's not coming from a place of malice. It's coming from a place of showing a different side or showing a different perspective. Right. So no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you hit it, you hit it right in the head with that because there is, there's the safe space that once 
you know was given to people in comedy is now like it's fringy right it's like second guessing yourself and not not being able to do what you used to do or do what you do um you know you live in this fear this per- the per- the perspective possibility of someone whipping out a phone and posting something online not posting the full version though posting a version that's long enough to where it sounds bad but all that takes that get people canceled right away so it, it is it is crazy it is it is strange uh and i don't know if you just saw like rupaul um on jimmy i think it was yeah jimmy fallon did you see that video no i didn't so, oh, man, I hear- oh it was bad it was it was kind of scary i've never seen jimmy's face turn so red so rupaul was on and he was talking about, you know, the drag queen thing. He's like, hey, you know, this is the number one drag queen in the country. And RuPaul responds and goes, drag queen? And she paused, paused for like a minute. And Jimmy's going, he goes, I am a drag queen. And she, like, it was, it was scary. Like, I, for a moment, I mean, Jimmy thought he was going to get canceled. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, that's where we are now, right? Like, it's just second guessing everything. But that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down. Um, comedy, man. I mean, what what got you into it? I mean, you were growing up. Were you just, uh, I mean, what was what was the drive then? Were, did, was college something on your mind? Did you go to school? Uh, if, if so, would you major in? How'd you fall into the trap of comedy? Not not so much of a trap, but the the uh, the hype, the thrill that comedy is. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, yeah, I started, like I said, I'm back in West Tennessee. Yeah. I, I was, grew up and raised by mostly women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found out at an early age that pretty much making them laugh, making them smile, I could get away with murder. And, you know, <laughs> they, it's like they couldn't stay mad at me. They couldn't, you know, so I was pretty spoiled by most of the women in my family because <laughs> of me knowing how to like use that to my vengeance. And it was like, I wasn't doing it in a vindictive way. It was mm-hmm. definitely, um, it was definitely uh, real. It wasn't me faking nothing, but it was mm-hmm. also like that, it was just something that I realized early. Um, but then going up in like high school and everything, I played sports, did everything, mm-hmm. music. Um, music is probably my actual number one love. Uh, really? For sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause that's, I don't know. I like from the church, um, church gave me a like, uh, which where I say this, I have not been to church regularly since I've been 16 years old. Same. But, uh, but the foundation that church gave, it was like, I was in the choirs. I was around peers, my age. Um, like, so I was able to get in front of people early and mm. do things. I got confidence. Uh, and just being around people in front of people. That's why I'm not like uh, awkward uh, only child. Yeah, you know, pretty much was raised in the house as only child, but because uh, I always had family, I always had church friends right. around. Mm. So I was not like some random person. I never just was by myself in a room. You weren't sheltered. You you were out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, so, like I said, as soon as I got to high school, I kind of realized that I wanted to get out. And not stay in such a rural area. I want to get out and experience different things. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went to MTSU when I after I graduated. Decided I want to stay around here. And like I said then I was I was in music. I was uh, doing management and marketing for music. Wow. Uh, working with um, working with some of my some friends that I went to college with on that project. And um, 
Yeah, it was cool. It was uh, that was what I was doing. What I wanted to do. I was I was working corporate America, so I was super young. Uh, so where I didn't have any real responsibilities mm-hmm. yet. So I had like a disposable income. So I was like, oh yeah, let's do this. Let's invest. Yeah, this. this is great. Uh, but then eventually, it got to the point where it all kind of like grew apart in a way, just of, of different people wanting to handle handle their careers and handle uh, management marketing in different ways, both sure. on both mutual thing like still friends with friends with them today right uh but from there i like i to be for real i was i took <laughs> if i quit corporate america i i was selling weed for probably two like two <laughs> and uh, yeah i was doing fairly doing decent with that but then i got into a little bit of trouble and then when i got in a little bit of trouble um i was like i don't know i'm not I'm done, but I also I'm not going back to corporate America. So I was like, ah, I want to work in the cash business. And so bartending and serving was a cash business that you can get paid every day. Right. So it was the closest thing. So for somebody who was used to selling weed, that's probably the closest, like some somewhat of getting money every day and getting You're a cash. businessman, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. What you get used to spending cash every day. Right kind of weird to go back to a chick kind of thing. Yeah, no, I and get that. So, so, but, but end up doing, getting into bartending serving and, and work bartending serving for like nine years. So oh, I, wow. I just, quit. I just quit right before the pandemic, which, uh, which was crazy, but it started actually me getting into comedy from working in restaurants. Sure. I um, can see that. I used to make a, like a lot of, like a lot of money from tables. I used to make them laugh all the time. One-liners with customers, so engaging with them. Yeah, just kind of just picking with them and yeah, saying all kind of crazy stuff. And that's when, when I first started working um, in the service, and that's when the bachelorette thing started blowing up in Nashville. Oh so we would get all these bachelorettes, so these women, like like ten <laughs> groups of fifteen, just as a like you know, says dude, I'm just cracking jokes, making like making all kind of things. So I would make a lot of money, but then my coworkers like, you funny, y'all should try this, you should try comedy. I'm like, and I fought it for like two or three years from like two different jobs and people tell me I was real funny. I should try it. And then one day um, it was me and this other, one of my other coworkers, we was talking about wanting to do an open mic and we decided on the day, we're like, all right, we're going to go next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And next, and then when that next Tuesday came, he decided that uh, he picked up a shift. Oh and went gosh. To, and then I, and I went to the open mic and by yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Went by myself. Oof. This is what happened though. So I, when I went to the mic, I didn't even plan on going up that night. I'm just like, I'm just gonna like catch it in. I like I said, I'm not really a, a huge comedy fan, and so uh, like uh, so the whole time I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna catch it. I'm gonna see what this look like. Right. And then the guy that I worked uh, worked with in uh, the bar industry, his roommate walks in. His roommate used to be a Nashville comic like all the time, but mm-hmm. then he ended up with his country band like doing uh, hosting and merch sales. Oh wow. And so he, and so he seen me in there. He was like, Brad, what you doing here? You thinking about doing comedy? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I've been thinking about it. Well, he was like, so he grabbed the, uh, he knew the uh, the host. So he went and got the host, uh, got the notebook from the host. And oh, they gave gosh. me a, gave me an empty list. They said, sign up wherever you want to go. And I, I signed up like seventh. And I didn't even know I was going up the day I went up at the, for the first time. So 
man you just that was that's that was me i've done i've done a couple of them but that was the same thing for me i went there with my friend and i was he actually does it he's a local guy he just does it himself um Mm -hmm. and he's getting he's getting he's making moves and it's, it's nice to see where he's going with it but i i had to make sure he was there if i was like i wouldn't have done it without him because i felt like there was that support like i like there was someone there you know um and i did the same thing i walked in i signed up eighth and i was like all there was one through eight were blank signed up eighth three people showed up so then i had to end it and it was terrifying i had no no aspirations of going up but it's like once you get up there the first time, even for me, because I do more music open mics than anything. I do those all the time. After mm-hmm. the first time, it's like they have to pull you off. It's it's you can't. It's wanting to get back up there again and again and again. But it's just so sure. intimidating that that first time. How'd that go for you? Did it did it work out? Were you? I mean, were you embarrassed? I know I was. I was like, oh, suck. That was horrible. That was horrible. I mean, how did? What was the reception like? Yeah, it was. Uh, I had a. It was a decent reception. It wasn't like I didn't like murder. Right. Nothing like it was 24 people on the list that night. Wow. Um, and so uh and so I like I said, I was right there in the middle of seventh mm. and by the end, I was like, well, I was pretty right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I was like, sure. I felt like my set was a, a average set. Mm. Uh, like, cause I'm pretty honest with myself. I'm not one of the people who blow smoke up my ass and nothing like that. Um, but I don't know if you cuss on here. So, no, you're but, good, man. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I went on like two my own horns. I'm like, oh, that was all right. And Bob's was like, it's enough. I got tried again. And then, so I think like a week later I came back and did one. Right. And what it went a little bit better. And then, um, and then I started, kept coming back and then started going twice a week. And I started going three times a week and I started going out four times a week. Off to the races. And so, yeah. And so for the first two months though, this um, which is, this is a crazy story. Uh, for the first two months that I did comedy, I was just kind of crowd work, crowd work or whatever happened that day. And you know what I'm saying? Um, and which I tell a lot of comics now that I, that I kind of, these young young guys are stars. Like I did the same thing. So I'm not, I tell them, I'm not judging them. I'm telling them that it's a point where you got to start pivoting out of it. Sure. So like, I wouldn't even think in that way. Cause the whole thing is I wouldn't even trying to be a, like a, a, the comedy I was trying to do is be like, Oh man, I just want to be a party comedy. Because mm-hmm. I want to do party comedy. I want to do with people just having a good time and, like that's I had those my focus was at, and so I'm just having a good time, kind of like hosting the party kind of feel mm-hmm. vibe. Um, but then I went to Denver, and I went to Denver. I had this trip planned. I went to Denver for 420, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, big uh, day. But yeah, but it's my first time. It's the first time I ever went out to Denver uh, ever. But oh, then wow. I didn't even do comedy. I went out there just to do like I was only two months in. Yeah, and so. I, I went out there and I figured out, like, I'm looking at some stuff and I seen this. We went to a Snoop Dogg commercial, <laughs> not a commercial, but concert. Uh, so after the Snoop Dogg concert, like, at the Snoop Dogg concert, I, like, I looked at his crowd and he was like, everybody out there, he's like, yeah, everybody pull out a joint, pull out what you smoke. That's smoke awesome. Almost. And then, so as I'm looking around the crowd, I'm looking, it's like 50 year olds, 60 year olds, 20, <laughs> every age group. And then there's white people, black people, Mexican, Puerto Rican. It's like every race, every gender, the whole world. every yeah, the whole world, every economic uh, kind of uh, every economic system. It was like yeah. nobody. It was you couldn't put one type of this type of person is supporting Snoop because literally every type of demographic, 
you know what I'm saying, was supporting Snoop because they were Snoop Dogg fans. Right. So at that point, I had the epiphany. It was like, all right, this is what I want my fans to look like. This is what, this is the type of people I want to relate to because these people are going to have a common ground. I want to be that common ground of bridge. Like, you know, that's kind of like came to focus there. Mm-hmm. And then I came back from Denver. My roommate, uh, one of my roommates, we had tag two roommates. Both of them was DJs and they both did other stuff too. But um, they were both were like, one of them were like one of my best friends for life. My other one, he's still a real good friend too. But he just, uh, he was like, what the hell you do, bro? What the hell you done <laughs> before? You could have did this. You could have did that. You could have did this. He was like, so what's your plan? You want a smart dude? Know, what's your plan? I'm like, um, I'm like, man, comedy, bro. I'm doing comedy. And then and then when I said that, he was like, so you think that you can make it doing comedy? Do you think that, like, you know how many people try comedy? You know how many people, like, you know how, like, so you, just telling me what it's I can't Debbie do. Downer. Yeah, man. So that pissed me off so there you much. Go. Yeah. We didn't even get, I cut the argument off after that. I was like, all right, man. All right, I hear you. Cool. And so that just put a chip on my shoulder. And then for the next, like, so for, like I said, for the first two months I was in, I was like I said, just kind of bouncing around, right. figuring it out. But for the next two months, I started writing, and I started learning how to fucking write. And I started writing jokes, start writing jokes, start figuring out, and I started going to these open mics, and I started doing real well, and I started killing at these open mics. And then, so that other two months passed. So, like by this time, I'm four months in on comedy, and then I get booked for my first show. Wow, this is uh, this is in 2015. So that's uh, oh, I get fairly for recent. My- this is this is all still kind of fairly new. Yeah, for sure. For wow. sure. So it was, uh, so yeah, I remember the date. It was June 26, uh, 2015. That's the first wow. time that I book show. And then from that, from that date into, uh, pretty much to December 31st, I did 40 shows and I just like just started getting booked and I, people just started booking wow. me and the people kind of sharing about me and then, um, and then I don't know, start traveling around. Start That's awesome. Doing more. So, yeah. That's great. So uh, would you worked in music. What, what exactly, I know you said marketing and stuff like that, but, um, what exactly, what were the projects? Like, what were you working on? What artists? I mean, what was, what was your role within, with, within, uh, you know, the, the music industry? I know you said marketing, stuff like that. Uh, what exactly did you do? Who'd you work with? Okay. So I work with uh, several different, um, several different like local artists in Nashville nice. at this time, but also work with a lot. Oh, shoot, <laughs> sorry about that. You're good, man. Um, also, though, I work with a lot of different uh, producers in this area, which a lot of people don't know that Nashville has a great man level of producers, and I'm talking not country music, like actual like rap, R and B, pop. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of amazing producers here. And some of the producers I worked with, I worked with back then, they do stuff for people, some of the top 25 from Yo Gotti, Young right. Dolph, kind of people that's on the charts they've done stuff for. Um, that's awesome. But then artists, I would connect artists, do networking, where I would bridge this artist with this artist. I would do some executive producing. I would do songwriting, where I would uh, write a lot of the courses for songs. No kidding. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So yeah, just... uh did everything. And then by the end of it, I was actually focusing more on songwriting when I actually uh, started getting into comedy. Wow. And uh, yeah, I was doing that. And so when I first started actually comedy, I would do comedy like a couple of days and I would go to the studio a mm-hmm. couple of days a week. 
But then it got to the point where people started paying me for the comedy. So I was like, all right, man, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said, like, I love comedy. And like, when I say I'm not a comedy fan, I am not a comedy fan, but I do love comedy. Elaborate on that. And, okay. So I'm not a person that was an out seeker of comedy. Uh, like I seen like my, my biggest comedy influence came from when I was a child. So Def Comedy Jam. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Comic View, those HBO specials mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's where, like, I got comedy from, like, as a child. But once I got in high school, man, we was, like, maybe the only thing I can remember from high school is the Kings of Comedy. And that was, like, um, and then from when college, the only thing I can really, is two things I can really remember from college. On uh, I'll say three. <coughs> We were uh, from my own personal self. I remember the Jamie Foxx uh, album, me, uh, yeah, album and special where he was singing on the piano, and that was like I thought it was amazing. Right. And, and Dave Chappelle show, oh, man. my fraternity, uh, when that show came out, and uh, yeah, so that's that was the time they used to give us a break uh, <laughs> back in that day, and then um, and then yeah, so I'm just. The first kind of, I guess the first time maybe even somewhat flirting with something kind of like stand-up is why I used to host this show for my fraternity. Uh, it was a step show, and uh, it was for, like, the Panhellenic Greeks, and oh, we wow. could yeah. sell out the theater, get a 1,000 seats, sell it out. Wow. And, yeah, I would host it and crack jokes sometimes, and sometimes they would work, and so, but, yeah. Wow, man. So, dang, I, I didn't know that it was still fairly fairly fresh fairly fairly new for you i do find that interesting though that it wasn't like you were you never sought it out like you were never a big engrossed in it as a fan you just kind of came naturally to you liked it but you weren't you weren't fully into it like i love i love comedy right so it's like i've always been into it you just kind of it came at a certain time in in your life and that's how it came to you You didn't seek it out It, it found you yeah, for sure. Wow. And, and, and also when I say I'm not a fan, it's like the people who I like the most in comedy are my friends. And right. I just because friends, like my friends are very talented because like, I'm the, the travel and got sure. friends all over. And then also locally. But um, even from when I first, even from when the first, like some of the first people I came up with, mm-hmm. like with, with Aaron, Aaron Weber, uh, Jordan Jensen. Uh, she's up in New York. She stayed in Nashville for a year, for her first year, year and a half mm-hmm. of comedy, moved to New York. And she did the last just for last before. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's just, yeah, to know the people that I know that we came up with that's really, really are funny. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Like, Laura Peak is another funny comedy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Katie Hughes. Uh, my cousin, I got a cousin in Atlanta, super fun. I got, like, really a cousin and a cousin and a half because we are from distance. <laughs> David Perdue, Marlon Ballard. I got, yeah, it's, uh, I got a lot of people that's very funny that I'm fortunate that I know is on the cusp of being the next big comics. Right. And that's the, like, I look at, and that's the people I support more than, like, regular comedy, yeah. uh, like, epic stuff. Yeah, no, I got you there. So what is it, uh, is, are you doing the same, is comedy full-time right now? Semi-full. What um, do you do, what do you do uh, in addition to that still? Uh, in addition to that, I do a thing where I set up meetings for people and uh, like set them up with Google, <laughs> which is fun. Wow. But yeah, I just, but it's just, yeah, I've been doing that since October. Um, I see it running this course until about the end of this year. Yeah. 
and then uh yeah then jumping full-time into comedy because hmm. uh, that's people crazy who yeah i was one of the people i went full-time right before the pandemic and and Oof, then that's what that's tough. that's that's why I, I jumped back into the regular world mm. for a few months because like oh I gotta make up it's like That'll I gotta rejecting. make up. yeah and then when I work I work from home too so I can kind of like take it with me like I took it with me on the road before and work work from a hotel mm-hmm. and get my work in a few hours and, and had the rest of my day kind of thing wow that's crazy so what was uh what is it uh, been like though uh, for you as far as mentally have you have you made any decisions or um made any goals as far as trajectory or moving as far as the comedy goes do you, do you plan on being nashville based you know for you know the long haul do you plan on relocating moving out and branching off as everything starts to pick up again and starts to you know ramp up as far as traction goes um so that's uh it's kind of getting weird here in nashville uh where where I was getting before the pandemic, I was getting ready to move to Chicago. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, so Chicago is my favorite city the best, to do. Yeah. And then um, it just because I I just historically of what it means, mm. and uh, and so in, in comedy, I know you know what I'm saying for the last pretty much forty years, they snatched somebody the gold of TV from from Chicago mm-hmm. almost every for the last forty. So for me, it's more or less like I want to go there for that, but since the pandemic's like started, Nashville has been re-altered. It's been different. Um, the whole thing is like, look at this, uh, like the Nate Land podcast, even for instance. Oh, I love that. That I ain't gonna say that the podcast never would have happened. Right. But that happened because of the pandemic. Right. You know what I'm saying? That happened in the middle of the pandemic. That Nate had extra time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you kind of like, if you, a person like me and purple, like, you know what I'm saying? You got people like Nate and other people, they, you can like, oh, I can make whatever I'm giving. I can make this something special. I can right. make it different. So uh, we had a lot of people move here. You know, Theo Vaughn lives here. We got uh, Josh Wolf lives here. Uh, Angela Johnson. Um, oh, yeah. E. Burns. We got all the conservative talking heads. There's been a here. shift. There's been a shift in the culture. Yeah, it's been a, it has been a big shift. And it's been a, a, a lot of eyes on Nashville right now. Mm-hmm. And for a person like me, I am like I'm not like the lead head front guy, but I am one of the guys like on that. Like I am on that train though, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's I'm cool. You know, so right now I'm gonna go ahead, get aboard that train, get that, get this taken care of here, and then we'll see where I move, uh, if I go anywhere after that. But I feel like it's so much stuff I can do here before I even touch anything else, where I could be financially set before mm-hmm. I can even go to a, a New York, Chicago, LA, Denver, uh, you know what I'm saying? And that's right. the thing now is like, because of the internet, you don't really even need to move to the coast like you used to back in the day. See, that's the other thing too. It's like, there's, it's, I mean, especially over the pandemic, right? I mean, there's been so many people who've uh, cultivated this following and this this audience on TikTok, right? So you, now you have these, the, the, the system and the algorithm is infiltrated with these, you know, Insta, Insta fame, quick fame uh, individuals who are, who are flooding the system and making it kind of harder just even for traditional comics to, to, you know, move on through, which is kind of, I mean, I've, some people I've talked to, it's, it's aggravating in that sense because people are getting rich quick, you know, 
15-year-old girls in their bedroom, and you have someone busting their chops, trying to make an honest living, doing what they love, who, you know, is, is still stuck in, you know, that same spot for, for some people. That's the other thing, too, is um, what is your take on that? I mean, is that... I mean, obviously, you can't control that, right? It's just everything's yeah. getting bigger, better, faster. Things are more advanced. Technology is just the way it goes. It's just the way it's going to go. Um, but is that is that something that is is hard to evolve and adapt to on the fly? Because this stuff just keeps coming at you, you know, a million miles per hour each and every day. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. Um, I can say this. This is probably what helped me to keep, keep, keep it kind of, I guess, an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Right before I graduated college, I graduated uh, with a marketing degree. Mm-hmm. That's, where my, um, that's where my expertise is, right. marketing, the uh, administration, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but before I graduated, my one of my professors was like, hey, we glad that y'all did well in this class. Y'all did well getting ready to graduate and get y'all degrees. But because y'all are in marketing, it was like technology is going to move different. Right. And so the degree that y'all just got in two years, tech-wise, is going to be obsolete if you don't keep up. Yeah. And that was over, that was like over a decade ago. You mm. know what I'm saying? So now it's moving semi-annually, quarterly for some companies sure. in technology updates of how it's moving so for myself it's like i'm not one of the people i'm not on like i do have a tiktok but i don't really tiktok and it's just it's too many kids on it's too time consuming yeah that is just a black hole man yeah i don't want to see like twerking and then try to see how (laughs) you know what i'm saying i like the i like to know the wormholes i go down you know so yeah so that's one reason but i like i'm gonna get somebody to handle that for me though i'm just gonna throw in a little money and just let them post all that stuff see how it works because you have to it seems like you have to be posting in order like i i find it frustrating right there's people keep talking about this algorithm and stuff oh you gotta you gotta hit this you gotta hit that it's like i mean it's just weird why can't why does it have to be so so difficult in that sense like there's so many people out there like there's a comedian mike young very funny dude he's been he's uh, you know been doing it forever who has mm-hmm. little to no following on social media, and I talked to him about it. He goes, "Dude, I don't even care about it. It's so difficult. I tried to pay someone to do it. It just, it was, it just felt weird. I, I, I don't have the time or energy to devote myself to that. All I do is devote my time, energy, and passion to writing jokes and just doing comedy. It's unless you have someone handling it. I mean, it's so hard to keep up with. It, it is hard to keep up with, and it's a, uh, but it's like." It's like this though. It's uh, is at the end of the day, it's like, do you want to hold yourself back or not? I know it is a, it is a lot. I could be doing more on content wise mm-hmm. than I do, but at the same time, I'm not gonna let that hold me back. Right. I'm I like I've railed up more of my content mm-hmm. in the last maybe month than I have because now even now I've even created more of a system where I can kind of continually push loose something out. Sure. But yeah, it's I don't complain though because I don't like I don't care. Because at the end of the day, that's somebody else's hustle. Right. And you don't know what you're doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? What if this guy, what if some guy broke and he got kids and he broke and he need he's living with his mama and he on this and he do start doing some videos online and he able to take care of his power to him. Power to him. He might not be funny on the stage, but who am I? 
He's being productive. He's doing something. He's doing something. He could just be sitting around doing nothing. Right. And so that's why I don't hate on them people. I even like I even like opening up with them people because that's the whole thing. Because they fans are real, real fanatical. Right. So it don't matter. It don't matter how funny they are. They as long as they in their character or whatever, they're gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. So I don't work with a lot of them like internet stars. You go up there, you, you go up there, I can kill. Then people are like be like, oh man, you were so funny. You was the funniest one tonight. And then go and pay VIP and take pictures with their favorite uh internet personality. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at it. I can be the funniest comic on most of them shows, but they still gonna have their favorite internet personality that they right. willing to spend money. But I'm just an addition. So that's how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? Then a lot of that too. You work with them people, their fans are are active social uh social right. media use. I done shows like that. You you lead the shows, you got 60, 70 followers. It's um it happens. You know what I'm saying? Just that's why I don't know. I feel like I'm one of the ones with something eventually hit on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like, oh, and then they come to the show and then it's gonna be 10 times better than what they thought from the internet right now absolutely so when uh when you're not up on stage what are you doing right now you i see you, you you're branding right you got your own brand um you yep. design all that stuff too talk a little bit about the brand yeah so um i, I pretty much uh i will say that it's arrogant but it is all true. <laughs> like i reset the, the the merchandise like standard in like this area and probably even the southeast yeah uh because I came off rip with expensive merch. I didn't. I didn't start with t-shirts. I Man, I didn't not t-shirt. I didn't start with like stickers mm-hmm. and all the buttons and stuff. I started with my hats, which this is one of yeah, my like hair. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I started out with those hats. I started out with ten of them though. It's like that's all I had the budget for. But I sold those ten. I sold seven of those ten in twenty four hours, and then went and got some more. It's like it was like I said. That was head, your pilot. Mind. That was your test. Yeah, it's, it started like it's it's so like weed, literally, bro. As I used to use it like weed, it's like like you know, so I get it, I double that money, go back buy a bigger order. Yeah, get that, sell all them off, come back buy a bigger order. Mm-hmm. So like the first time, I remember telling my merch guy, I'm like, hey, yeah, man, when I get these hats, I'm gonna be banging them. And the whole thing with him is that he's a merch guy, and so he hear people say this shit all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I'm first. The first two, three months at the end of the year, because I started in like in October, mm-hmm. and so so much of that I'm talking about at least at least so of just of what I paid in, and I can't what I paid in probably paid in about three four thousand. Oh wow! Merch wise, you know, anywhere from for me fifty percent to you know what I'm saying sixty five percent. You know, holy what I'm saying? cow! But the whole thing though is I, I make real quality merch though. Mm-hmm. I, I don't make t-shirts. My all my t-shirts are like fitted. They don't shrink. I don't do them uh, with gildens or whatever. Yeah. All my next level Bella canvas. You know what I'm saying? Like all my so it it been this how I started. So I do it. I used to do a joke all the time. It's on my album. Um, is uh, it's, it's called Snicker Litter. It's pretty much <laughs> just. A, and so I pretty much created the the Snicker kind of knockoff, mm-hmm. but in the and then kind of switch some stuff around to make it where it was all mine. That's great. And, and so from there, I, like my, I had that idea and I did it. Then my friend came up like, yeah, let's do it like this. We should add this to it. And then we did that initial one. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started had these hats going for a while. And then it was like, oh, shoot, let me do start doing some Antica hats. 
And then I started doing Antica hats. And then I started, um, and I'll say this, when I had the, when I, I, I snapbacks, flat bills, that's the ones I came out mm-hmm. with first. But people would be like, well, you know what I'm saying? I don't really wear uh, snapbacks. I wear dad hats. So I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, as a person, you know what I'm saying? You could be like, oh, they don't like my stuff. But I just took that as advice. So sure. I started getting dad. More skews. And, and then they started being like, oh, well, I don't really wear hats. I wear beanies. Oh, so I started getting another beanies. one. And then people start saying, I don't really wear hats. I'm a hoodie person. So I start getting hoodies. And then, <clears throat> so just listen to people's suggestions. And then I want to do this one uh, with the bear, my bear logo. Oh, I and, love that. Yeah. And then it just, uh, like, I got my friend, her name is, uh, her name Holly Carden. And uh, we talked about what we, what I wanted. And then I sent her a picture. And then we she just pretty much used my picture and made a bear from out of the <laughs> And then. From that step, then it went to uh, the gummy bears, which the three the three gummy bears, and then that's still with the imposed on my face as a bear onto the gummies, and then so yeah, that's my three main logos that I got. I got a few more coming out, yeah, like later on, but yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, and I was gonna say, so that obviously that marketing background, then you use that there. I mean, you're you're developing mm-hmm. that brand, you're developing that following, and I mean, it seems like just from on social media, I mean, that's. I mean, there's so many people. I mean, you've 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 achieved that target demographic from you know that you saw the Soup Dog concert. Like I've seen these hashtags are on on Instagram. They put you know hashtags sativa. You you see all this stuff. Uh, I mean, very diverse. It's it's everything you were you were hoping for and everything you were targeting, and it's it's all it's all coming naturally. It's all it's all done by you. Um, I mean, and you see this stuff, do you see this stuff popping up too when you're on the road too, like in different cities, people, people repping the brand elsewhere too, not just in Nashville? Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's I've, incredible. Uh, like Denver, uh, I went out, I said, just them, Chicago, it's, uh, even Chicago comics, it's a lot of Chicago comics that got, uh, got really? some TV. Yeah, man, some of the, some of the, some of Chicago's favorites, you know what I'm saying? Calvin so, Evans, you heard of him? I know Calvin Evans, I like, mm. I, 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 I met like once but uh, people like what chris higgins oh okay yeah yeah, uh, yeah that's my people uh uh joy villa gomez oh yeah yeah so yeah a lot of them them, them my people they rock sativa up there man they they support the people got beanies up there and, and sweatshirts and hoodies and yeah it's uh i've been getting support and love from a lot of people man up there mm-hmm. so that's great that's what that's another one up there it's just it feels like home that's like my like for real one of my second homes i got a lot of comedy homes i spent a lot of time like really hanging out mm-hmm. you know with a lot of different scenes and not just like going there for one night as i stay two three days mm-hmm. four days and things so I, I got to know a lot of immerse yourself about. in the culture and, and get a get a yeah, feel for for the vibe for sure for sure okay but you mentioned Ch- chicago though what was it about it that you considered home away from home i mean what was what was the what what did it for you? I mean, what what made that place just feel just feel right? Um, it just kind of like I said the same thing. I just knew when I started doing comedy uh, here. Mm-hmm. I, like I told you, I started getting pretty good pretty mm-hmm. quick, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, you funny in Nashville. You need to go if there you, if you go there. Yeah, you go, yeah, right. If you go to DC, it's gonna be. If you go to Lima, if you go to Chicago, if they start naming these, right. these places." They made they gave me a checklist, you know what I'm saying? And I do have like some roots to Chicago. Just because really? my grand yeah, my granddad uh was living in Chicago when he passed oh. away. Oh wow. Uh, 
Yeah, then my uncle, my my grand my grandma's brother lived in Chicago, so his whole family still stays in Chicago. So I got a lot of cousins still. You in got Chicago. some roots so, up there. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just I'm not just like all the way out the loop on Chicago, but right. um, but yeah, it's um from that though, it's just the the nostalgia behind it, the how the the hype of Chicago, the lights of it, you know. Cause I'll say this, like Chicago probably has like some of the best comics in the country. Like, um, and when I say that, it's like, it's, it's a lot of people that I, you'll see in Chicago, like, oh yeah, one day they're going to be some. Right, right. You know, and, and you know what I'm saying? You don't necessarily get that vibe everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you can, you know what I'm saying? But Chicago, I get that a lot. And as the people up there, you see them working and to see people working hard and, you know what I'm saying, it's motivational, you know what I'm saying? Especially because, you draw that, from that. It drives you. Yeah. People didn't understand that until maybe the last two years, like in the last two years from here. Mm, wow. You know and like, yeah, we've been, I've been hustling around since I started, but a lot of people just started figuring out, oh, you got to hustle around. You got to yeah. get out of here and get out. Of you got to go and meet these people. And you know what I'm saying? And now people understand that now from this city. So that's why our city is able to benefit off of that now, getting out of town and meet with meeting people, networking, booking people from out of town. And uh, so, yeah, I'm glad we're doing that. But Chicago, just knowing that some of the best people and just earning the respect. Right. It's like I've done, it's only a few things that's left on my Chicago checklist that I've not done there yet. And which is um, the Lincoln Lodge, because every time I go, oh, yeah. it's out. Uh, and then I got to do uh, the downtown Zanies. Oh, yeah. Other Wall than, Street, Old Town. Everything. Other than that, I did everything else. You did Rosemary? You said I did Rosemont. Oh wow! When'd you do that one? Uh, I did that two years. I did two years in a row. Really? Wow! Uh, I used to go to Chicago every week before the last for Chicago not every week. Chicago for a week there every year. Uh, every year, like I spent uh, like the last week of July in mm-hmm. Chicago. Oh wow! And then come back usually somewhere in the middle, like mm-hmm. two or three days. Uh, so I spent like probably outside. I probably spent the most days in Chicago in the last four years in any city. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I probably spent 50, 60 days there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, just being around it is like, I've done, like I said, been able to do Chicago underground. Uh, the first show I ever got booked for in Chicago is a uh, camp at village tap, uh, RP Sam Berkman. She was the first person that booked me in Chicago I awesome. uh, love her. Uh, I'm gonna love her for life. She's a good person. Was the best person ever. Um, she's the first person that booked me for Chicago. You'll never. And, you always remember that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. She booked me because we actually had a conversation. It was we. She booked me. It wasn't based off necessarily the comedy tape. It was based off us having a conversation, and it was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, you cool, bro. You're cool. <laughs> So it's like you understand. It was like she never checked me- out the comedy, so she just entrusted. She just felt that, yeah, let's do it. Let's give him it. But she never, she never saw any of that stuff from me, though. Yeah, she did see. Like you know, you got to email everybody. Right, right, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I understand that my tape wasn't the decision maker of her booking me. It was the conversation that we were having based off More, the vibe. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and then I came through, I did my part, and then, like, yeah, so it just built a friendship with her and Tessa, but, yeah, but, yeah, Sam, like, Toby, them are people. Yeah, That's all great, that. man. 
Now you got yeah, your like, you got your own show at uh, Zany's Nashville, right? Do you do this uh, brunches of laugh? Talk about I mean, how'd that come to be? I mean, to do your own, it's a showcase, I think, right? Do you do yeah, your own showcase? Um, how did how were you able to get that thing to get the ball rolling on that? I mean, that's Zany's Nashville Premier Club. Obviously, it's, it's I was just there for the first time. It's amazing. Drove eight hours yeah. just to go see the Nate Land show. Um, how how did that all come to be? It's uh, so I started. Um, I started working the club more, getting mm-hmm. back and getting to rotation there. Um, but before then, I was like in the city, I was booking a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was already, I had hosting experience. I had experience of uh, promoting shows. Sure. And so, and I approached them uh, with the idea of this, sh- of doing the show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they was like, yeah, let's try, let's see how it goes. And then at that time, I was like, I was like, okay. I got this show. I want the the first. I want to rotate women comics to co-host it with me. Mm-hmm. And um, so so it was Laura Peak, uh, which was like my little sis. I was like, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you do it first, host it with me. And then I don't know something about our chemistry uh, on that show. Was so well, it went so well that I never got to bring nobody else to co-host. She was end up being my partner. That was it. She was the one. Yeah, then we started co-producing the show. So it started from me coming up with the idea to to me kind of um to to me facilitating some like the first few shows to us making decisions together, being able to co-produce a real quality show. Using the marketing uh, background. Yeah. And just so yeah, and just and she's from Nashville, so she knew the lay of the land even better than I did. And then um and then yeah, so it just we was able to to feed off each other's energy mm-hmm. and other's different backgrounds and uh, education and use it to make a good quality show book some of the best comics in the, in the country have some of the best pop-ins in the country um and then from that uh, we, we went we did it for like two and a half years wow we then we both started getting traveling a lot more so then we put the show on hiatus for a little bit and then laura actually ended up moving to la mm. oh wow big move right, la right before like a month before COVID. Oof. Uh yeah. And so um so during COVID, we was talking and they was like, hey, do you you want to get back and start doing brunch again? I was like, yeah, we might as well. Time to do something. It's right. Like, time to, and, and so I was able to jump back out there, start doing brunch and started doing it again. We've been doing it since I think October. Ah, oh, that's uh, great. And uh we've been been able to maintain and build on the audience has become one of the, the best fun shows in town. Uh, Jack Daniels is the sponsor of the show now. Wow. It, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's got to be building more. We're going to be traveling more with it. Um, I got one that I'm announcing, uh, probably a couple weeks, uh, that's we taking it out of town and it's going to be the first, like first one that's going to be. That's awesome. In a different coast. That's great. So you're going to, you're going to try to bring, bring the showcase to different cities different cities all over that's Just incredible that's awesome so, yeah good stuff so you what uh sure. what's coming up here as far as shows go for you this is going to drop tomorrow um the episode so um what what shows do you have coming up anything anything coming up in the next few weeks yeah so uh if this is dropping tomorrow tomorrow i'll actually be what was uh shoot Shouldn't have said it so quick. Like I know who I'm open for, but I it's think okay. So. I'll, I'll chop. I'll chop. This is the part where I'll start to chop stuff up, and I'll 
I'll okay. plug the dates and then I'll, I'll fill it in. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I think his name like Shane Smith. Is the, guy that, the guy who blew up on dry bar with all the tats. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. how you remember? <laughs> For real, that's how Lil Hot Band, that's how I really knew him. Because now, mm. now I remember seeing it, seeing it before. Then mm. they was like, hey, you want you want to you want to open? I'm like, yeah, I open for him. And then when I tried to research it, it, like he was on Dry Bar. And then when I went to his Instagram, he was cussing. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, then. Yeah, it's like cool dude. Like you know, say he'd be a cool dude to hang with. Like he's a low. I don't care if you don't cuss or not, but long as you just not too like. Sometimes I don't if it's know. not a big, if it doesn't encompass all your act, that's fine. But if it's every single bit, that's that's just a little. Yeah. It's not. I don't know. It's not enjoyable. Like it's like I don't know. It's not as a, there's it's it's admirable if you can if if you can not cuss at all and get a room going. That's admirable. It's okay yeah. if you do it, but to have it be most of the act, that's just I don't know. I don't that's find a, that. In, yeah. yeah, that's Aaron Weber. Uh, shoot, that's most. See, that's all the thing. I'm like the literally. <laughs> Is 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 cliche but like one of the black sheep, and it was not not just and not skin tone. It's just because out most of the comics in Nashville are clean comics that right. sell. Yeah, but you're not that bad. I mean, you're not. I mean, it's not. I mean, compared to uh, what is it? There's a. You're not. You're not over the top. I mean, it's just there's nothing. There's nothing. You know, yeah. But about your stuff, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I listened to the album, the the petty stuff. I mean, there's nothing. It's, I wouldn't even consider it in that category. I mean, I would just consider it just plain old comedy. Well, appreciate that. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just more, I'm observation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, and I talk, and I talk the way I talk. And it's just, if it cuss words come out, that's how it is kind of right. Um, But when I say that, I ain't saying it in a negative way. I'm just no, saying, no. like Dusty Slay and Nate Bugatti, Aaron. Oh, Dusty's Brian. funny. Yeah. Yeah, all these people are funny, but they none of them cuss. Having a good time. Been, We're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got the the we probably got the best clean comics in the comedy. I put Nashville clean comedy up against anybody clean comedy in the country. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the show covered up this week. What uh, anything anything out in the next couple of weeks? Anything you could think of? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, you could always message I'm, them to me too. The dates and I'll plug them. I'll definitely plug all yeah. that stuff. Links to where they can get tickets and things like that. So yeah, next week uh, next weekend I'm gonna be in Huntsville. Alabama for the Epic Comedy Hour okay. 10 year anniversary is going to feature some of the best comics around the country. Oh wow! Uh, Scott Scott Easton and Tim Kelly booked that. Been booking that show for a decade. Made awesome. it one of premier shows in the Southeast. So we're doing a two day anniversary show. Mm-hmm. But in between that, I gotta come up here on the 24th, and I'm doing brunch at Zany's. There you go on the 24th, and that's going to be at 2 p.m. And we do that monthly, and it's going to be on 24th this month, 2 p.m. Got mimosas, Bloody Marys, always go, good. Got a great lineup. And then uh, I'm going uh, to be in uh, Denver, September the 7th through, through September the 14th. Oh, wow. It's, I'm just going to post the date. That's a big the, week. Yeah, people just look on the Instagram for that, because I'm going to do a lot, a lot of shows. Wow. Because be able to, to remember the ones, just like, knock them off too my many, head. Too many. It's gonna be a good, but no, they love me out there because I like I'm like they they the good type of people that I, I hang with. They mm-hmm. you know, they got a lot of stuff in common and chill. I love I love them, man. They that's one of my favorite things too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Things that I just I, I get a lot of love with because I love them because they got some good comics that is out there work, working and hustling 
So them type of people myself with. Right, man. Well, hey, Brad, I appreciate you doing this, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm glad I could, man. I'm glad I could do it, Christian, for sure. You bet, man. Take care. All right, yeah, have a good one, bro. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of The Christian Hansen Show. That was me with comedian Brad Sativa doing the thing, the good old interviewing. If you're new to the show and you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please leave a rating, review, comment, etc. Whatever you can, help the show out. Reviews, ratings, help. They really do. They put us above other people and people are searching for things to listen to and enjoy. So do it. Help us out. It is always appreciated. And you can email the show at thechristianhansonshow at gmail.com. That is Hanson with an E at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you have to say. Who you want to see on the show. What's working. What isn't working. What you like. What you don't like. Talk to me. Let's communicate. Let's get this thing growing. And if you don't already, be sure to follow us on social media. We're available on Instagram. Facebook, Twitter's, and eh. Twitter's tough. I, I struggle in there. I cannot build any following. Uh, it's it's difficult. But Instagram is the main main source of all the content and information about the show. Follow us at Christian Hansen Show on Instagram. At Twitter is C Hansen Podcast. We need help there. Please, let's grow it. Let's let's get that count up. Let's get to 100. If we get to 100, that's a milestone. If we get to 200, that's a milestone. Once we start to grow on Twitter, start doing giveaways like I did on Instagram. Give away a microphone, a headset, uh, headphones. Uh, earlier, uh, you know, in the year when I got to 1,000, I gave away a microphone kit, all that stuff. So let's help the show grow. Let's do it. Let's be a team here. And uh, yeah, also... Like I said in the beginning, this is a video version episode as well. So if you like what you heard and you want to watch it, good old comedy, you can. Just go to the Christian Hansen Show on YouTube. Subscribe, watch, share, listen, comment, do it all. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time here on the show. Until then, stay safe and be well.